This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements, helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by Allstate, American General, John Hancock, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, the head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us again today. Well, millions of Americans suffer from complex regional pain syndrome, better known as CRPS. It's also known as reflex sympathy dystrophy, or RSD. So there are a lot of little acronyms and names for this ailment, but uh, we're going to get into that today and tell you all about it. Well, CRPS is caused when the body experiences trauma that damages or otherwise causes malfunction to the nervous system. This can happen in the context of an accident, such as a car crash, or in the cases of medical malpractice. CRPS causes severe and long-term pain that is often disproportionate to the initial injury suffered. And we're going to spotlight RSD, or CRPS, today here on Ringler Radio. We're going to discuss its symptoms, the huge psychological and physical impact it has on individuals and their families, and we're going to talk about steps that are taken in its treatment. And of course, we'll also discuss litigation surrounding this uh, affliction. And joining me today as my co-host is my Ringler colleague, Joan Pagnano. Joan began her career with Ringler in 1983, helping to establish the Boston office. And in 1996, she opened her own office in Hingham and has over almost 30 years experience with Ringler. So Joan, welcome to Ringler Radio. Great to have you as my co-host. Good morning. Good, good, good. And our, of course, our special guest today is attorney Michael Connolly from the law firm of Kenny and Connolly PC in Braintree, Massachusetts. Mike concentrates his practice on representing injured victims of negligence and other misconduct. He's a frequent writer and lecturer for a number of organizations, including the Mass Academy of Trial Attorneys, where he recently concluded his term as president. You can find out more about Mike at KennyConnolly.com. So, Mike, welcome to Ringler Radio. Great to have you with us. Please educate all of us on the subject of reflex sympathetic dystrophy and complex regional pain syndrome, the old RSD, CRPS. Tell us about those two ailments. Yeah, well, it's really a change of a name. Um, so I'll, we'll talk about, you can use them interchangeably. Essentially, uh, complex regional pain syndrome, it's a chronic pain condition that usually affects one of the limbs after an injury to like, soft tissue or nerve. Um, and it really creates a persistent local inflammation at the site of an injury and causes pain that is uh, reported to be completely disproportionate to what anybody would expect. They call it, the people describe it as severe burning, shooting, and electrical pain. And uh, the medical folks understand that it's one of the most painful conditions any human being can experience. So, Mike, what you're saying is there isn't typically a type of injury that leads to to RSD, any type of injury could just spontaneously bring it on? Well, any, any kind of trauma to a nerve, whether it's a major nerve or even a, a soft tissue injury that creates a, a microscopic neuroma can uh, trigger it. It's uh, because um, what happens is it creates some inflammation and at the site of the injury, whether it's, as I said, a visible original injury or not, 
And for some reason, it is not well understood. It sort of bombards the central nervous system with painful impulses, and the, the brain gets used to that and memorizes the pain. So once the t- tissue heals and the injury site may, might look normal again, but the patient still experiences extreme pain um, in the in the injury location. Interesting. And the typical symptoms uh, are, are what you've said, I, I assume, the typical burning pain and uh, disproportionate pain. Yes, the, the, the pain is the... I guess the most uh, important characteristic. But you'll see so after the uh, initial injury heals, you might you, you, it's common to see like mottled skin, uh, temperature changes on this uh, skin surface in the area where the uh, condition exists, and the discoloration um, are fairly common. So, Mike, let me ask you this then. Once the injury occurs or the nerve is damaged, is there a timeline before these severe symptoms may set in or stages of the condition? Well, I, I won't try to be the doctor on this, but the, the early stages, it, 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 people get at it right away and recognized right away um, that it can be treated with some aggressive physical therapy um, and, and other modalities, and there's a, a reasonable um, prospect of getting relief. But once once things settle in, um, if it's not addressed promptly, then there's a uh, it's a tendency towards chronicity, and then then the doctors are stuck with pain management instead of trying to cure or, or, or fix the patient. Well, you know, I don't I don't have to tell you this, but uh, there are many misconceptions about RSD, and because there's no physical scars, uh, some folks believe that this chronic pain is more psychosomatic or in their heads, uh, and and I'm sure all the patients have to deal with that as a as a as a constant reminder, tell us about that that misconception. Well, I think it's 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 um, with any invisible or, or not readily visible injury, um, it's it's very very hard on the on the patient or the client because they, 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 often they feel like they're on the defensive. They feel like they uh, are being looked at as as uh, exaggerators. Um, but if you understand the condition, as I said, it's, it's probably about the most painful thing somebody can experience. I've seen one publication compare it to the level of pain of childbirth, which uh, um, is, is I understand the, the severe pain. Well, let me let me ask you this question: in a, in a trial setting, if you were on trial for one of these cases, uh, do do you find and, and and I'm assuming you have been on trial in some of these cases? Do you find that juries uh, are somewhat skeptical, or or, or are you able to? lay it out in such a way that juries typically uh, get it? Both. Both juries are skeptical um, because they, they don't know about the condition. And so it's important to have an understanding and be able to teach and explain um, and, uh, you know, have the right kind of physician in place to, to who understands the uh, condition to explain it to the jury, um, as well as to understand what are the... Um, objective signs that, that would have been picked up along the way that support the uh, the diagnosis and, and therefore support the explanation of the patient's pain. Now, can we um, maybe just switch off a little bit here and talk about some of the litigation involved with RSD, Mike, as to, you know, who would typically be involved, the type of defendants maybe? Well, pretty much any kind of, because of the, the way that the the syndrome is, is triggered. Pretty much any kind of injury produced or any kind of trauma 
it would lead to uh, any other kind of case could involve CRPS, whether it's a, uh, I mean, normally it's usually a, it begins with an injury to a, uh, an arm or a hand or a leg or a foot, uh, but that's not exclusive. Um, for example, you might have uh, CRPS coming out of uh, a surgical incision or a, or an injection um, and, uh, or just as well after a, after a, uh, major or even a minor trauma to an extremity, it, it can trigger it. So anything that would cause uh, direct trauma to uh, to a nerve or uh, even soft tissue um, overlying a nerve could produce um, CRPS um, and just as, as could just about any insult in the norm of a, uh, of a uh, injection or a surgical incision. Um, can, right. Can it so, so you affect and cause an aroma that triggers things. So you could be talking about a medical malpractice case, a slip and fall, an auto accident, a product liability case. As long as there's injury that affects arms, legs, nerves, you 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 have the ability or the or the potential to uh, to uh, come down with this with these syndromes, uh, the RSD, CRPS. So it's uh, I'm sure you're facing defendants from of all types, and when you're doing that, uh, they're coming at you with experts. They're trying to uh, you know disprove what you might be trying to uh, to prove on your own side. So what kind of work goes into preparing for a case like this? Uh, is it different in preparing a case for just a simple auto accident once you have the RSD syndrome involved? Well, I, I think obviously it would be in addition to the um, liability issues that we need to develop and that we need to be understand and be able to develop and prove and uh, explain um uh, the condition, but the other distinguishing feature is that, and this is in CRPS cases or in just about any chronic pain case, is you have to understand the position that the uh, victim and their family is in because you know somebody in chronic pain is not necessarily going to be the easiest person to to deal with, and so it, it requires a certain level of understanding and support and patience um, to to try to relate to some extent to what the client is going through, so that. Um, the, the, their own frustration or, or uh, anxiety is, is understandable to us and as we manage the process for them. Now, Mike, with RSD or shall we say CRPS cases, are they rare or are we seeing more and more of this type of case? Or, you know, is it, you know, one in a hundred people, one in a thousand? Is there anything that you have? Relating to how often it occurs, well, I, they're not new. I mean, the, the labels change. In the Civil War, it was causalgia, which is now the uh, um, what we would call uh, type two. Um, and then there's the one that's where there's a direct nerve injury, and um, and so the, the nomenclature has changed. And so it was causalgia, then it was reflex sympathetic dystrophy, and then as the uh, Medical community understood that that was a mislabel. Um, then they, it became complex regional pain syndrome. So that it's not a new condition. I think we see. Um, I think we see more of them because we do so many of the cases that that people find us. Um, but I don't think it's new. I think it's maybe better understood. So we we might see uh, that as the medical community understands the uh, condition better, then it, it's easier to identify, and therefore you'll see more reported CRPS. Well, as as the pain is said to be debilitating, what are some of the treatment options for people who uh, suffer from it? Well, early on, as I said, there's physical therapy and medication. Um, 
they try to keep people active, exercise, and as things get, you know, there could be nerve blocks. Um, as things go on, there are intravenous infusions of uh, lidocaine or, or other things. Um, there's, uh, you know, the, uh, the implantation of uh, spinal cord stimulators to try to uh, moderate the pain impulses and signals and surgery. Uh, you know, they, in rare cases, I've had people, you know, been aware, I haven't represented them, but aware of people who have actually amputated the effective limb, um, which is not a great solution because uh, you know, it's, it's, it creates the possibility that uh, of the, the same situation creating phantom pain as, as you would with, uh, as you've probably heard about with other amputees. Interesting, interesting. You know, we're going to take a quick break right now and uh, get right back here in a minute with Mike Connolly and talk more about uh, this very interesting uh, situation of RSD CRPS along with Joan Pagnotto, my co-host. We'll be back in just a minute right here on Ringler Radio. We'll be right back. This is Ringler Radio from Ringler Associates, the leader in the structured settlements profession nationwide. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler Associates works with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. There's a Ringler Associate in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experience than a Ringler Associate. Check out our new website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for claimants, legal professionals, and claims personnel, and to find the Ringler Associate nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best financial plan. You can count on Ringler Associates to structure a customized plan that meets the needs of you and your family for the future. Visit ringlerassociates.com to learn more. Welcome back to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm your host, Larry Cohen. I'm glad you could join us again today. I'm joined by my co-host, Joan Pagnano, and our special guest, attorney Michael Conley from the law firm of Kenny & Conley, PC, in Braintree, Massachusetts. Now, before the break, we were talking about pain management, nerve blocks to um, help the treatment. But, Mike, my question now to you is, are there any new types of treatment on the horizon besides the opiates that you mentioned, the pain management nerve block type of treatment? Well, I think that the, 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 as the um, pain management folks are trying are learning about the condition and, and trying new um, modalities all the time to try to deal with it because it's not been conquered yet. So you, there's always something uh, new, and, and I, I don't know whether acupuncture is um, one of them all. I'm sure that that's something that is, uh, has some value for almost anything. Uh, the psychological piece is vitally important because, as I said, it's chronic pain. It, it, chronic pain leads to uh, depression, um, and which in turn by itself and with depression leads to family crises, and it's really, really important for folks who have this um, affliction to to connect with support groups or get um, counseling or, or uh, you know, uh, behavioral assistance to, to try to manage their lives while they, while they have the pain. Because one of the uh, 
unusual things is, is you might have a, a, a limb that's almost not functional because of pain, but there's nothing wrong with it. Physiologically, in other words, they, the person can walk, the person can use it, and, and so it's important to for people to power through so that they don't have uh, their arms gnarled up from lack of use or their legs atrophy from lack of use. When um, Because unlike some other injuries, walking on a, a CRPS-afflicted limb is not going to make it any worse. It's just going to hurt. Well, Mike, can you share with us a real-life example of an individual you've worked with who's had RSD? It's, it's good to personalize the, the story of someone like that. Tell us about it. Well, I mean, we, we, I, I don't want to get too far into it because I, you know, it, these are my clients' stories and, and, and not mine. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, we, we've seen a number of folks who have just sort of been pretty brave about just getting on with their lives, usually with, uh, you know, they have little kids and they just get, you know, try to you know, swallow hard and keep going. I will say I, I represented a, a couple uh, four or five years ago where, um, which what began as a crush injury in a, in a car accident developed into um, CRPS that not only stayed in that in, in that injury but became pretty much global in the poor man's uh, system, um, and ultimately led to a, his death of a related uh, pneumonia. But the uh, but what struck me about that situation was the devotion of the, the man's wife as she just basically ended her life to become his caretaker, twenty four seven, and she was so devoted to him. And understood what was going on, but uh, uh, but all of these folks. Once you, if you if you just think about what an everyday headache or toothache does to to your existence, then consider having chronically the worst kind of pain that people can report, and trying to get on with life. It's it's a challenge. So every little thing that that, that um, people could do is is almost heroic. Oh, absolutely, and. Uh... Living and you're right. Living with someone that has this kind of pain has got to be uh, wearing uh, on that person as well, and the family, I'm sure, takes takes the brunt of some of that as well. So psych- psychological uh, intervention is never a bad thing in in cases like that. No, and the family families should get help too. They should get you know seek out support and help anywhere they can get it. Super, Mike. Why is a structured settlement the best option for an individual with RSD? One one reason I would say that that. Uh, you know, as you know better than I, that the uh, uh, advisability of structured settlements varies with the uh, personal situations and the economy. Um, but I think when you're dealing with somebody with chronic pain, which often means uh, opioid medications, um, lack of concentration, uh, depression, um, it's the protection of a structured settlement um, in, in the in the certainty of um, support over time, I think, might be more valuable than if somebody is, is unaffected by, by these and able to make you know, the, uh, day-to-day life decisions in a, uh, in, in a more unfiltered environment. Um, also, you know, it depends on you know, what people's hopes and, and, and fears are about, you know, is this going to get better? Am, am I going to have this forever? And what am I going to do as I get older and other parts, you know, normal aging takes place and I still got to deal with this. How am I going to support myself? Um, not to mention if, if, you know, it's rare, I have not seen this you know, rarely in, in, you know, uh, minors, but I would always advocate a structured settlement when we're dealing with a minor claimant. Well, you know, the, the peace of mind is, I think, what you're saying. The peace of mind of knowing that the checks are coming in and the individual that's taking, as you said, some of the medications, et cetera, uh, has much less of an opportunity to, to dissipate cash amounts and, and get preyed upon by folks who might want to 
get involved in their lives. And so I think, I think you're, 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 what you're saying is, uh, is well understood. And I think it's a, a proper way to approach the settlement of a lot of uh, your clients' cases. I appreciate that. Well, with regard to that, though, Michael, are there, you know, specific type of counselors for, you know, families who have someone suffering with RSD, or do they typically seek counseling when things tend to get rough on the family? It, 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 in my experience, it is. And the uh, as I said, I think one thing is uh, seeking out support um, for whether it's condition-specific or chronic pain support groups. Uh, there is American RSD HOPE, uh, and there is the Reflex Sympathetic Dystrophy Association uh, of, you know, are good resources to uh, to seek out uh, people in this community. But, uh, but, but it is, like I said, getting support, and because it's important for the injury victim to understand the family situation, and it's equally important for the the family to understand and be able to support uh, the 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 TRPS sufferer, um, and and if they do if they do it together in a, in a constructive and careful way, then you know they can survive. But it's hard. No, no question about that. Uh, so, in closing, Mike, what kind of hope is there out there for individuals suffering from RSD? What what can you what can you give them in, in the way of uh, hopeful uh, commentary? Well, you know, science is flying. You know, it's, it's uh, everything is happening so fast uh, that that you know things that, uh, that you just never know how quickly the science will go. The doctors that I speak to, you know, don't think we're on the edge of a breakthrough here. Uh, but there's a lot of research, and uh, uh, really, I mean, the best the best hope is for. for Folks who are diagnosed quickly and, and treated quickly, and for folks who have the condition or their family, is, you know, the best hope is to get in touch with somebody, uh, with a doctor who actually works with um, with this kind of condition. I mean, it, it, it's it's a, it's different if, for example, if somebody's in pain management for failed back condition, um, that that's beneficial, but but that might not be the doctor who has the um, uh, highest level expertise for CRPS. And so you know, I think the best thing for folks to do is, is seek out in their own communities who's on the cutting edge of, of the research and treatment for these conditions. That's good advice, Mike. And uh, Mike, if someone wa- someone wanted to get a hold of you to learn more about uh, RSD and, and, and its treatment and, and dealing with it in, a tr- in, in the context of, a, of any kind of a lawsuit, how would they get in touch with you? Well, there's two two easy ways. One is to call. We're seven eight one eight four eight nine eight nine one. The other is through our uh, website, which is kennyconley dot com, and I'll spell it. It's k e n n e y c o n l e y dot com. Terrific, terrific. And uh, and Joan, if someone wanted to reach you, how would they do that? Well, as we said earlier, my office is in Hingham, Mass, and the phone number there is seven eight one three eight three. 8310, or best, you can always visit the Ringler webpage and track down my email address and uh, contact information at the webpage. Terrific. And, you know, for all of you out there, ringlerassociates.com is the webpage. You can find any Ringler associate around the country. Uh, You can learn a lot of information about a lot of topics, uh, including things about RSD, which I'm sure we'll put on that website fairly soon. Uh, 
And also, of course, you can reach and, and hear any of the Ringler radio shows. And uh, this show will be on as, as, uh, as well as all the, the, the many, many others that we've done in the past. You can also uh, hear Ringler radio shows on ringlerradio.com or legaltalknetwork.com. Or you can go to iTunes and download it directly from iTunes right uh, to your iPad or your iPod or your iPhone and listen at your leisure. And, of course, uh, when you do that, you can hear Mike Conley talking about RSD and uh, educate yourself on something you might not have known about in the past. So with that, Mike, I want to thank you very much for being our guest today. And, Joan, I want to thank you for being a great co-host. You're welcome. Anytime, Larry. Thank you. And for all the rest of you out there, just go have a great day. Bye-bye. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. With over a million listeners, Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements. Visit ringlerassociates.com today.